Hello, this is Pastor Bibish, lead pastor of Green Pastures Church, coming to you with the word of the living God today. I am so glad that you are able to join. I pray that what you hear today touches you, opens your understanding to the knowledge of God, challenges you to be the best you, deepens your relationship with God, and causes you to live in victory. Let's hear the word. has been good to us people of God he's been good to us hallelujah the grace of God oh the grace of God hallelujah has opened up opportunities for us to see his glory to see his hand hallelujah to benefit from his protection and his everlasting love and today once more allow me to speak on the second part of the struggle with grace hallelujah the struggle with grace i'm going to start with a story that i heard recently of a student who uh, 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 asked his uh, professor the professor was um, a, a, a professor of religion and um, he 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 talked about christianity and then a student stands up in the middle of the class and asks his question and say, why is it that the, the Christians or the Christian faith, the people who profess that faith think that the God is the only God, the, the Jesus is the only way that they, they discount others. And why I need to understand why Christians think that the, 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 the Christianity or the belief in Jesus Christ is the only way to God and that there is no other way. Other religions are a little bit more lenient, a little bit more understanding, a little more tolerant. And how come for you guys it's only Jesus and nothing else? And the professor looks at him and say, I know maybe you're expecting a very long explanation, but all I can tell you that my answer, I can answer you in one word, and that word is enough. He says, grace. Hallelujah. He said, I have only one word to answer you, grace. You see, the professor believed, and this is my belief, that any other religion, it approaches you on the base of what can you do for your God. Hallelujah. It, it comes to you with the question, what can you do for your God? Hallelujah. But Christianity, I believe, is the only religion that comes to you on the base of what can your God do for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because for us, we did not choose God. He chose us. Hallelujah. We do not have to work. Oh, we do not have to, to go and do uh, radical things so we can earn a space in heaven and then maybe given uh, for men, maybe uh, uh, 70 virgin. I don't know what they promised to women, but this is just my thought. Whatever they promised them, do this and then they give you 70 virgin. Uh, I don't know if they'll give the, to the men, the women the same thing. But, but you know what, in our, in our, if I want to call it religion, in our belief, in our faith, grace comes to tell you, what do you want me to do for you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, 
other people will save. In, in order to go to heaven, you have to do this. In order to have God's grace, you have to do this. In order to attract the, the, the thing of God, you have to do this. No, no, no. For us is, what can God do for you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Beloved, as we continue to talk about grace, I, I remember the word of God. And, 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 but, the, but the Apostle Paul, he said that we have to grow in grace. Hallelujah. We have to grow in the grace of God. We have to grow in the grace of God. I believe uh, that the Apostle Paul's suggestion is that we have to increase, uh, hallelujah, in the grace of God. We have to advance uh, in the knowledge and understanding uh, of the grace of God. We have to make better use, hallelujah, of this uh, opportunity that grace uh, brings into our lives. It is an encouragement uh, for us to function better in this dimension of grace, uh, for us to benefit from all its advantages. Uh, it says we have have to grow in grace. You have to want more. You have to come closer. You have to increase. You have to advance. Our beloved, the Apostle Paul said, once you receive the first level of grace, don't just sit there, but continue to advance. Continue to want more. Continue to, to seek more. Hallelujah. It is not a, a suggestion that once grace has happened to you, that's it. Drop everything and just live the way you want. No, no, no. Grace becomes a challenge to be better hallelujah to be stronger to be more powerful to be more impactful the apostle paul said you have to grow in the grace of god and that's my prayer people of god the Lord has brought to us freely we did not work for it but he gives you a path to success a path to everlasting life it is grace hallelujah I believe that grace must be an atmosphere where you live, you move, and you function. I refuse to function outside of God's grace. I refuse to live outside of God's grace. I refuse to move outside of God's grace because when I try to move without this grace, I make mistakes. When I try to move without the grace, I am under the law. Hallelujah. The law is waiting for me to trap me. Do you know that the law awaits for you to break it up? The law is applicable to you only when it's broken. So the enemy is always waiting for you to break the law, for you, for him to bring condemnation. But grace is pushing you to be the better you every day, to be the stronger you every day. Grace is making a difference into our lives. The Apostle Paul said you have to grow in grace. Hallelujah. You have to mature in the things of God. Beloved, we have to be stronger in the grace. It must be the atmosphere in which you live, where you move. I want to function with the understanding of the grace of God into my life. I want to function knowing that it is a privilege to, for me to be a child of God. I want to live knowing that if it was not by the grace of God, I wouldn't be where I am. I don't want to be proudful and think that I've, I've advanced myself to here. I have kept myself alive. No, alive. no, no, no. I will make mistakes. Hallelujah. I want to always know that the atmosphere of grace is keeping me close to God. It's making my reality not count on my circumstances, but count on God, on his grace, knowing that if he has saved me from one thing, he can save me from another. If he had given me life, that means he has a purpose and he has a plan. I do not want to function outside of God's grace. 
People of God, you need God's grace to go to heaven for sure. Hallelujah. But let me tell you, you also need grace for heaven to come to you. Hallelujah. By the power of God, heaven came to us. Heaven came to us. Jesus Christ was seated above all principalities, above all things. But it pleased God that heaven will release the Savior of the world. We release the Son of the living God. Beloved, because we could not go to heaven, because the law had condemned us to death and to eternal destruction, there was no other way but heaven because God so loved us uh, that he decided uh, that if you cannot go to heaven, uh, heaven will come to you. This is what grace did. Uh, it brought down heaven for you and I. Uh, he brought down the king of kings and the God of glory. I don't know if you're understanding. Uh, can you just imagine? Uh, uh, some of us we live in, I live uh, in a small town called Auburn in Massachusetts. A very little town uh, with maybe only about 15,000 Habitant. Can you imagine if uh, somebody who is uh, in the White House uh, and say, I have the intention uh, to go and save somebody, and he leaves the White House uh, and he takes his plane uh, and lands it in some airport uh, and drive all the way to my house uh, because they know that maybe I was not able to go to them. Uh, but the King of Kings, the God of glory, uh, decided you have no possibility of reaching where I am. I am coming to you. People of God, I believe that if the president of the U.S. decided to come and see me, my God, there will be helicopters zooming all over my house. They will make roads where there is no roads. Hallelujah. They will clear the path. Guess what grace did? God cleared the path. He removed every obstacle. He removed everything. He went above and beyond the expected. And heaven came down to come and rescue you. This is what grace did. Please don't tell me that I have to live outside of grace. No, no, no. Grace did too much for me, for me to ignore grace. Grace did too much for me, for me to live outside of grace. I don't want anything that has nothing to do with God's grace. Grace saved me. Heaven came to me because of God's grace. Many people of God today, we struggle with grace because we are stuck in the old system. Because we are stuck in our old ways. Because we fail to see the freedom and the power that grace has brought into our lives. Because we have failed to see how powerful our God is. If you are a child of God, and today you still struggle in your Christian life, let me talk to you for a minute. Hallelujah. Being a child of God is becoming more and more difficult for you. All you see is the obstacles. All you see is the, the don'ts. All you see is what you are missing out. If the being a child of God becomes more and more difficult... The things that your heart wants to do, you, you feel and you know they are contrary to the will and purpose of God. If, if you struggle 
with the uh, understanding of what God has done for you. you. You know God is good, but I am also tempted. I know this is how I'm supposed to do it, but uh, there's also this side of me. Uh, the, I know I'm not supposed to put my ears to this, but uh, there is something in me that just gets uh, excited about this thing. If it becomes more and more difficult, I'll say, let's go back to the understanding of what grace means. Today, I came up with another definition of grace. Mm. Grace. And I hope uh, my English will be able to pronounce this word. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, have mercy. I pray for grace to say this word. Grace is the inexhaustible supply of God's goodness. Mm. Grace is the inexhaustible supply of God's goodness. And it's what God has done without our contribution. Ay, ay, ay. Hallelujah. He did not need me. But he bought a supply of goodness that our struggle, our pain, our desires, our weaknesses, our incapacities, our inability to stand too long, our inability to believe can never, never exhaust a day. For everything you've been through, there is a supply of grace. For everything you will ever be through, there is a supply of grace. For every sin you have committed, there is a supply of grace. For anything you can be going through right now, there is a supply of grace. For every weakness you Feel in your body there is a, a supply of grace for any treachery you have uh, given yourself into. There is a supply of grace. Uh, there is a supply of grace uh, of God's goodness that can never be exhausted. Please don't ask me to live outside of God's grace. How can I live outside of such abundance? Can you imagine? He says, whatever you've done, I like my Italian brothers, forget about it. Hallelujah. God, remember where I was. Forget about it. Remember, God, I am not able. Forget about it. You see, in my family, everybody struggles with anger. God says, forget about it. Please write down, forget about it. Think of something that the Lord has saved you from. You see God, ah, my mother died with this. My sister died with this. It is a curse into my family, the Lord says. Forget about it. Because grace has sufficient provision for anything you have ever been through that you will ever, ever be, be through. Beloved, some people are wondering with this COVID. Now there's a big discussion out there. Who wants to take the vaccine? I don't want to be the first one. I don't want to be here. There is a, this and that. They, they have a fetus, a dead fetus injected in it and it's making the flu vaccine a little bit more dangerous and the COVID vaccine. There is a whole big speculation. I told God, should I take a vaccine or not? God says, forget about it. This is just me. There is a supply of God's goodness that nothing on earth can ever exhaust or finish. And doubt without your contribution. The problem that we have, the struggle that we have, we have not been trained to operate in this level of grace. 
<laughs> That's why we doubt. That's why we struggle. That's why when you fall, you think, ah, oh, I messed up. I might as well just stay in the mess because I think it's too late. Let me tell you, God, with him, with grace, there is never such a thing as too late. He can still pick you up today and fix you and make something spectacular out of you. Ah, the struggle that we have with grace is that we don't believe in the infinite capability of God to take us out of every trouble, every struggle, anything that can cause us to be stuck in any ways. We, we just don't believe enough. I pray today, people of God, that God gives you the faith and he opens your eyes to see the infinite possibilities of the grace of God. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. You see, we, we worry about things such as, ah, if I sin, can I lose salvation? If I sin, can I fall off God's grace? What's the difference between them? Can I have grace and fall and, and, and lose salvation? Can I be saved and not have the grace? All these confusions are into our mind because of the sinful nature. We are asking ourselves, is, is there any way I can still cheat a little bit and have grace? That's where we want to be. That is why we're asking ourselves those questions. Because if you have walked away from your old ways and you accidentally fall, you will get up real quick and say, Lord, cleanse me. And you will not worry about them. The questions is, the questions we ask, can somebody fall of grace? Can I, can I lose my salvation? It is because we still have the seed of sin in us. We still have the seed of the old system. Because when you are being set free, you are free indeed. You will not ask yourself, can God save me? Because he has saved you already. Can I fall off? of grace because you are walking already in the grace so let allow me to say let us be truthful to ourselves if you're still wondering can i fall off grace can i can 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 i lose salvation because there is a seed that needs to be destroyed into your heart we struggle with grace because we have not cleared the path properly god knows that you are weak but you know what? To the weak, he gives strength. God knows that you can be tempted. But he comes to deliver you from temptation. He knows that the evil one is always trying to find ways to attack. But he has also made provision for you to be protected. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 21. I'm going to read verse 21 in the New King James Version. Then I'm going to read verse 22, 20 and 21 of Galatians chapter 2 in the Message Bible. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 21, the Bible says, I do not set aside grace. Other versions will say, I do not cancel grace. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. If we worry more about what can I do to have grace, what are the works that I have to do? Beloved, you, you have not understood grace. 
And if you continue to live in a way that the law has the right to condemn you, then Jesus Christ died in vain. But thank you, Jesus, he did not die in vain because he brought grace to set us free from sin and for the curse of the law that was upon us. Or the curse of sin because of the law. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 to verse 21 in the Message Bible. It is, is it not clear to you that to go back to that old rule-keeping, peer-pleasing religion will be an abandonment of everything personal and free in my relationship with God? Then verse 21, he says, I refuse to do that. Hallelujah. To repudiate God's grace. If a living relationship with God could come by ruling keeping, then Christ died unnecessarily. Jesus Christ did not die so that we can worry about if I sin, what happens to me? He died so that you can be set free from even the thoughts and the action of sin. Hallelujah. He died so we can be free to live a better life. The trap of the enemy is that we, if I live a Christian life, then I look at all these don'ts. Somebody will feel like I am being trapped in a life that is not fun, that is not good, that is so restrictive. Let me tell you this. It is living free from the things that are calling you back in your past. Actually, it is in being a good Christian or being a child of God, being saved, that now we are free from sin, free from rules, free from all these things, free from pleasing people that we can now live according to our own lives. A lot of things that we fall for are not even the things that we really, really desire. Sometimes just because we want, this is what everybody is doing. This is what somebody else has created and I'm curious enough to go and try it. This is how everybody is doing it. This is what people expect from me. This is how I want to impress others. These are the things that bring us back into the old ways and keep us under the law. And cause us not to see the power of God's grace that needs to rule our life. Do you know that you can cancel the power of grace and his work into your life if you don't understand grace? Grace comes to set you free. Stop struggling. Hallelujah. Allow grace to show you the greatness in you. Allow grace to show you the power of God in you. Allow grace to open the doors of possibilities for you. Allow the grace of God to give you all that you need. Hallelujah. The grace of God is comprehensive. The grace of God includes everything. Everything that pertains to life. God has provided through his grace. Hallelujah. The grace of God is a fully loaded yes the grace of God is loaded first Peter chapter 5 and verse 10 the Bible said but may the God of all grace underline all grace hallelujah 
May the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Hallelujah. What does the God of grace come to do? What does grace bring into our life? He brings uh, his eternal glory. Uh, and what does it come to do? While we suffer just a little while on this earth, uh, a little while in this flesh, uh, when we can endure just a little bit of an uh, uncomfortable situation, uh, grace comes, uh, number one, to perfect you. Grace comes uh, to establish you. Grace comes uh, to strengthen you and grace come, uh, comes uh, to settle you. That is the, what the Apostle Peter says uh, in 1 Peter 5 and 10. Beloved, for the first time, I paid attention to this word um, and it became my prayer. Let this be your prayer as you enter, hallelujah, a new dimension in the knowledge of God, uh, understanding grace, um, and I start praying to God. Uh, I receive uh, eternal glory. I receive eternal glory. Uh, my God, uh, by grace, uh, I am perfect uh, and my life is being perfected every single day. Uh, there is a few imperfections here and there. I know I am only a journey of perfection. It has become my prayer. When you pray for yourself, please join my campaign of fixing my life so that I will not never ever fall of grace, fall off of grace or struggle with grace. I say, God establish me. You see, because in our instability, in our I want this today, I want that today, tomorrow, everybody is doing this. What should I do? You, I, I, I don't ever want to be unstable, insecure. I pray, God establish me in your grace uh, that nothing will steal away my attention uh, and cause me to fall off of God's grace uh, and then he says uh, the grace uh, strengthen you hallelujah I've been praying uh, God strengthen me in your grace uh, strengthen you by your grace uh, strengthen you because strengthen me because of grace uh, because when I am strong uh, the enemy cannot tip me off uh, the struggles of today cannot uh, crush me uh, I want to be strong in the grace of God amen the grace of God settle you be settled in the knowledge that you are saved by grace that you have been saved and all that God promises through grace is yours be settled be calm hallelujah be secure in your salvation and in the blessings of God hallelujah and in the blessings of God more grace more grace. Ah, people of God, we want more grace. I believe God for more grace. I believe this is my season uh, to see God's grace into my life. Hallelujah. More grace. Uh, ah, the word of God uh, ah, brings to our remembrance also. Hallelujah. In the book of James, he said, but he gives us more grace. Uh, hallelujah. That uh, this is why I, uh, I say, uh, it says, uh, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Why is God saying that? It's because uh, you don't have to be proud of you doing something it is by God's grace that we have all things and as we continue to humble ourselves and rely on him and seek him and trust in him and secure in the grace that has saved us the Lord increases and gives even more grace hallelujah thank God for today's grace and I thank you God because he's increasing grace so that I can withstand tomorrow's challenge more grace more grace according to romans chapter 5 
the grace of God is stronger than our transgressions. It is stronger than our struggles. Stronger than our failure. Hallelujah. The, strong, the, the, the grace of God is what gives us the power to be truly free. The grace of God. The grace of God. What are you struggling with today? What are you struggling with today? May the Lord help us. Let me conclude in making a point. I believe that sometimes we struggle with grace because we have not understood the price. We have not understood the price. You see, anything that you receive freely, you can easily abuse. Hallelujah. Remember one day, it was a, one of the Christmas, long time ago. Somebody gave me a gift and I opened it, it was a bag. And I looked at the bag, I did not know the brand. Looked like it was a brand name, but I did not really know the brand. I'm like, it's cute. Then I packed the Christmas gift. I knew that I did not really like it. Maybe it was not very much my style. So I closed the bag and, you know, don't judge me, you all do it sometimes. And I kept it nicely in another Christmas bag or another uh, gift bag. I said, I'm going to re-gift. And the person I thought I would give that gift or re-gift the gift, I didn't get to see them until maybe sometime in January. So literally, I forgot. And before I gave them that gift, I came to now know the name of that particular, I mean, the, the, the brand of that particular bag was a brand that was up and coming. And I was going, I passed by the mall. There is a very fancy mall somewhere out there in Natick, I forget for those who don't know, and they have a particular store out there. And I passed by that store and I looked at the bag. The exact bag that I was given with that name. It was so expensive that I changed my mind. I, I did not re-gift the gift. Because now I came to see how much that bag did cost. But when I did not know how much that bag was, I was ready to neglect it. Let me say shamefully, it sat in my basement for months. Waiting for another opportunity to re-gift. It stayed there because I neglected it. I did not know the price. It was just one of the extra bags in my basement that I'm looking for an opportunity to gift or to get out of my way. And sometimes, people of God, when you do not understand the price of something, you are ready to neglect it. And I think a lot of people of God, we do not know the price of grace. Then grace is risky. Hallelujah. Then grace is risky. 
Because if we don't understand its power, its ability, we, we are trapped forever in a place of total destruction. I cannot risk the grace of God into my life. I refuse to struggle with grace. May the grace of God help us see life otherwise. The grace of God will free you up to live your life in a better way when you understand it. When you understand the value of grace into your life, you will not struggle with the question, can I lose my salvation? Because you know you will not even venture anywhere outside of there because you understand what grace costs to God and what could cost you if you would to drop it. Grace is not a theology, people of God. Grace is a person. And grace is Jesus. Oh, how we need Jesus. Oh, how we need him today. I don't know about you. I can live without him. I cannot be without him. My life, my heart will be broken in pieces without him. If he did not pick me up from where he picked me up, I don't know where I would be today. If he did not save me from the things he saved me, I don't know where I would be today. I look back at the opportunities I've had to commit bad, bad sins, bad things. And God saved me by grace, not because I was strong, but by grace. He caused me to escape accident, not because I was a better driver, but by grace. He caused me to take a, to pick another decision rather than one that could bring me into destruction just by God's grace. He helped me choose friends in a way that if I had chosen wrongly, I could have been elsewhere, but it is by God's grace. He helped me love one thing and hate another just because he wanted to see me saved. It is by God's grace. How many times life blinds us by God's grace. He still makes a way. He still opens our eyes and causes us to walk. People of God, there is power in the grace of God for us to live a different life. We are living a season surrounded by difficulties and tragedies and all these things happening in our lives today, in our world today. More than ever, more than ever, I have committed my life to be on the campaign for people to understand the grace of God. Because it is by God's grace that we are going to survive today's life. It is by the grace of God that we are going to see possibility in the midst of impossibilities. It is by the grace of God, hallelujah, that we will see opportunities where everything is in chaos. It is by the grace of God that we'll make plans for the future why everybody does not know if tomorrow holds something worse than today. 
It is by the grace of God that we speak of hope when everybody is crippled by hopelessness. People of God, I need God's grace. Can you help me make a campaign? Hallelujah. And say God's grace still saves. God's grace still takes people out of the merry clay and sit them among the great grace. Still heal people from COVID while everybody gets it a little bit and they pass. And some of us, maybe we had it and we have been healed. It is by God's grace and by God's grace alone. There are people who are more athletic than you and have died of heart failure, but you are lazy and you're still living. It is by God's grace. Please don't take it for granted. Oh my goodness, you have been mean and bad, but still God puts around you people who care and love you, not because you are the better person, because God's grace still covers you. We cannot live without his grace. Oh, how we need the grace of God, even those who are struggling Ah, this is too difficult. Why can't I do this? Why can't I hear that? Why can't I be here? It is by the grace of God that you can even be alive to ask yourself those questions. Grace is more than we can ever pay for, bargain for, the grace of God. In this season, may the children of God understand the power and the price of grace. And I pray that we stop struggling with understanding the grace of God. Hallelujah. That we stop struggling with the things that grace has taken care of already. Hallelujah. That we stop struggling with the sins that grace erased, with the condemnation that grace removed. May the Lord help us. Shall we pray? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we bless you. Yahweh, we honor you for your goodness. We thank you for your wonderful, wonderful love, everlasting love. And above all, today we bless you for the inexhaustible supply of your goodness, which is your grace revealed into our lives. What would we be, oh God? Where would we be? My God, you never tire of us because of your grace. Oh, how many times we have done things, said things, walked away, walked back. How many times we've been unstable, but you still loved us. How many times we've allowed things to get in the way, but you've been patient because of your grace. We humble ourselves today before you, Lord. And we pray, Lord, help us. Help us, Lord. And I pray today for everyone who struggled. Who's struggling even as we speak. Asking themselves questions, wondering. My God, I pray that you strengthen them. That you speak into their heart. My God, we pray today. May the grace of God. May the grace of God. Strengthen us. May the grace of God enlighten us. May the grace of God establish us. May the grace of God cause us to put on that attitude of conquering, of more than conquerors, of victors and never victims. 
May the grace of God help us understand that in this world we are not victims, that we are victors. That we are stronger than the world can make us by God's grace. Let the grace of God settle us. We pray this in the name of Jesus. We come against every spirit of oppression and stability and fear. Every spirit of lack of self-esteem that causes us to question God's grace. Question our position in the Lord. We bind it and destroy it today in Jesus' mighty name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for freedom. For real freedom. We honor and glorify your name. In Jesus' mighty name. May the grace of our Lord Jesus, the unfailing love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. The Lord keep you and strengthen you. Hallelujah. Have a fantastic day and a wonderful week. Thank you for following. Please share the grace of God with everybody around you. It has been such a joy sharing the word of God with you today. I pray that you experience the power of God through his word. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please consider making a donation to ensure that the word of God continues to be made available to our enrichment. Thank you for listening.